Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Coffee Break German, Lesson 27. Herzlich willkommen bei Coffee Break German. Wir sind wieder zurück mit einer neuen Episode. We're back once again with another episode of Coffee Break German and we're continuing on exactly where we left off last time, talking about birthdays. Wie geht's dir heute, Thomas? Mir geht's sehr gut, Marc. Danke. Und dir? Ja, gut, aber ein bisschen müde. Gut. Sollen wir trotzdem anfangen? Uh, ja. Also, gut. los geht's. We are indeed starting exactly where we left off last time, because the last phrase that we learned last episode was my son has his birthday on the 15th of May, or in kind of Denglish or Denglish, is it? Is that what you call the combination? Denglish, yes. Denglish, okay. So in Denglish, my son has on the 15th May birthday. Mein Sohn hat am 15. Mai Geburtstag. Mein Sohn hat am 5. 15. Mai Geburtstag. Mein Sohn hat am 15. Mai Geburtstag. So, how do you make the 15th part of the number, like the 15th of May? It's not so hard. You take 15 and then add T-E-N. 15. Ten. 15. Ten. 15. So, could I say 12. Ja, or 17. 20. Um, 20. There's, a, there's an S in there that we don't have in 20. Oh, that's true. And all the numbers starting from 20, you have 20. Ten. So oh. 30. Ten and so on. Oh, yeah. 32. Ten. Okay, well, the 32nd of, of May probably isn't the most <laughs> obvious date, but not to worry. So let's come back the way. And if we go back the way towards the first. How do we say the... F oh, now, wait a minute. I know this. Take the first street on the right would be nehmen Sie den ersten Straße rechts. If Straße would be masculine, that would be perfectly right. But it's feminine. Okay, almost right. So nehmen Sie die, dritte, die erste Straße rechts. Die erste Straße, yeah. So can I say, mein Sohn hat... Um, erst, uh, my Geburtstag, the first of May. Yeah, it's it's a different case. It's am ersten Mai. Ersten. Yeah, like fünfzehn ten. Okay, I'll I'll accept that. So, mein Sohn hat am ersten Mai Geburtstag. Am ersten, am zweiten, am dritten. Okay, so ersten, zweiten, dritten. And then it's again vier plus t e n vierten. Vierten. Fünften, fünften, sechsten, sechsten, siebten, siebten, achten, achten, neunten, neunten zehnten, elften, zwölften, 
13. And so on. And so on. Okay, I'm getting this. So it's just the, the first three really are the only ones that are a bit different. Yeah, and then starting with the 20th, you have to care for the S. 20, 10. And also remind me what 7th was? Sieb 10. So that one's slightly irregular also. Yes, it's not Sieben, 10, Sieb 10. Okay. I don't think we'll bother going through all of these dates again, but I think everyone will get the, the idea by now. But we do also need to learn the months of the year. So can you teach us January? Januar. 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 February? Februar. 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 March? März. 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 April? April. 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 May, we already know. Mai. 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 Jun. Juni. 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 July. Juli. 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 August. 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 September. 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 October. 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 November. 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 And December. 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 Okay, so some of those aren't too tricky. The, the beginning of the year is a little more complicated, but then as soon as we get on to September, October, November and December, pretty much the same. So do you want to give me some dates and tell me when my children or my friends or whoever have their birthdays? Okay. My daughter's birthday is on the 2nd of February. Okay, so my first job here is to translate from English into English and think about the German word order. My daughter has on the 2nd of February birthday. Yeah. Meine Tochter hat am 2. Februar Geburtstag. Sehr gut. Okay, Nummer 2. My girlfriend's birthday is on the 26th of June. Okay, my girlfriend's birthday, my girlfriend has on the 26th of June birthday, meine Freundin yeah. hat am 26. Juni Geburtstag. Ausgezeichnet. And I remember 26. the <laughs> S in there, okay? Uh, last one. My husband has on the 7th of September Birthday, yeah. Yeah, you, you said that in English, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's try that again, Thomas. My husband's birthday is on the 7th of September. So translating from existing English, uh, my man had am 7. September Geburtstag. Perfect. Excellent. Now, if I were saying my birthday, would I simply say I have 
on the 7th of September birthday. Ja, ich habe am... So, ich habe am 20. April Geburtstag. Ja, or if you want, you can turn it around and say, mein Geburtstag ist am... Ah, okay, so an alternative, maybe almost more literal translation from English. Mein Geburtstag ist am 20. 20. April. Genau. Und wann ist dein Geburtstag, Thomas? Mein Geburtstag ist am 6. August. 6. August. Okay, I'll try to remember that. Another expression is maybe in a more formal context, I was born on the 22nd of April 1981. Then you say, ich bin am 22. April 1981 geboren. Okay, I think we'll come back to the date in just a moment, but is the, the actual construction there, ich bin am the date geboren. Exactly. So I was born, and geboren is kind of like Geburtstag as well. Geboren kind of sounds like Born? Ja. So, ich bin am 20. April geboren. Yes. Now, the date, let's hear the date that you quoted there. 1981. 1981. So, that's 1981. Exactly. So, in this case, you don't use 1,981. Oh, it's the same like in English. You say 1,900, 1,900. And could you say the equivalent of 1,981 rather than 1,981? It's definitely less common, but you hear it or maybe on some occasion, yeah? 1,981. 1,981. Okay. And how do you deal with the 2,000s? How do you say 2004, for example? We say 2004 or 2004. 2004 or 2004. Okay, let's move on now to the actual topic of today because we have spent about 10 minutes looking at dates. Nonetheless, we're going to cover some jobs. To be able to speak about your job is quite important for that whole making conversation thing that we've been talking about the past couple of weeks. So how would someone ask you, what is your job or where do you work? Well, you already heard the phrase, was machen Sie hier in Deutschland? What are you doing here in Germany? Yes, and you can also say, was machen Sie von Beruf? So, was machen Sie? What are you doing? And then the last part? Von Beruf. Von Beruf. By profession. All right, okay. So, what, what, what job do you do? What, what do you do as a profession? Yeah. Was machen Sie von Beruf? Was machen Sie von Beruf? Can you remember what the informal version of machen is? That would be, was machst du von Beruf? Yeah. So, Mark, was machst du von Beruf? Mm, I often wonder that myself. In this situation, I am a student, I guess. So could I say, ich bin einen Student? Yeah, but you don't need the einen. You can just say, ich bin Student. Ich bin Student. So I suppose, like in French and Spanish, I would I would say something similar. Je suis étudiant, soy estudiante, ich bin Student. Presumably because I can't be two students, I can only be the one. True enough, yeah. <laughs> ich bin Student. What we have to remember in German, that there are always two versions, a male one and a female version of a profession. So if I say, ich bin Student, a female would say? Ich bin Studentin. Studentin. 
Ich bin Studentin. So let's go through some professions. Um, hopefully lots of our listeners will have their profession mentioned in this, this next section. But we'll also, in just a moment, talk about how to say I work in a place, which may help you if we don't mention your particular profession. Of course, you can always look it up in a dictionary or look it up online and there you'll recognise that there are a male form and a female form given. So let's look at teacher. Ich bin Lehrer. Lehrer. Ich bin Lehrer. And the female version? Ich bin Lehrerin. So each time we're act adding this in. Yeah, not always, but most of the time. Okay, so Lehrer, Lehrerin. Lehrer, Lehrerin. Could we say der Lehrer, die Lehrerin? Yeah. So what would a, a doctor be? Der Arzt. Der Arzt? Der Arzt or die Ärztin. Die Ärztin. Yeah. Different vowel sound there. Die Ärztin. Yes. A, Arzt und Ärztin. The A sound. Okay. So ich bin Arzt or a female would say ich bin Ärztin. Ich bin Arzt, ich bin Ärztin. What about a secretary? Sekretär. Ich bin Sekretär. Der Sekretär? Der Sekretär. And the feminine form? Die Sekretärin. Sekretärin. Yeah. Most of the profession words for males are masculine, like der Arzt, der Lehrer. And so most of the profession words for females are feminine. Die, die Lehrerin, die Ärztin, die oh. Sekretärin. Oh, okay, that makes sense. What about then uh, a waiter? A Kellner, der Kellner. 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 And a waitress? Die Kellnerin. Kellnerin. So ich bin Kellnerin, I'm a waitress. Ich bin Kellner, I'm a waiter. Perfect. A plumber? Ein Klempner. Klempner? Der Klempner. Okay. And a female plumber? Die Klempnerin. Die Klempnerin. Die Klempnerin. What about a farmer? Der Bauer. Der Bauer. Der Bauer. As in Jack Bauer. Exactly. So Jack Bauer is actually Jack Farmer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Old, old, old Jack Bauer had a farm. E-I-E-I-O and all that. Okay. And a female farmer? Bäuerin. Bäuerin. What about a businessman? Oh, that's a good one. It would be Geschäftsmann. Geschäftsmann? Der Geschäftsmann and die Geschäftsfrau. Geschäftsfrau. Yeah. Geschäft is a shop. But Geschäftsmann can mean any kind of businessman. Yes, it's a general term. Okay, we're going to take a short break there and we'll be back in just a moment. Deutsch, natürlich. Aber vielleicht willst du auch eine andere Sprache lernen. Did you know that you can also learn French, Spanish, Italian and Chinese with Coffee Break? Or if you'd like a quick espresso shot of another language, you can try one of our 26 one-minute language courses from Arabic to Zulu. For all your language learning needs, go to coffeebreaklanguages.com. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, let's get on with the lesson. Now, one last one you might already like figure out yourself is Krankenschwester. Krankenschwester. Well, I know that krank means ill and the Krankenhaus is the hospital. So am I guessing that a Krankenschwester would be a nurse? Yes, the ill sister. The ill sister, yeah, die Krankenschwester. And how would you say, would it be a Krankenbruder? No, it would be Krankenpfleger. Pfleger. Pfleger. Wow, there's a lot of consonants in there. Pfleger. Pfleger, Krankenpfleger. And can Pfleger be used on its own in any way? Yeah, Pflegen, the verb means to take care. So it's like a person who takes, takes care, care of the ill. Okay, Krankenpfleger. Der Krankenpfleger. Der Krankenpfleger. Okay, now just before we finish, we are getting quite near the end of the, the session today. But I would like to introduce one other thing or like to ask Thomas about another thing. And that is if we've not covered a particular job for someone, and it's quite difficult sometimes to translate very specific jobs in specific areas. How could I say I work in a school, for example? Well, Mark, actually, you already know all the individual words to say that. Just put it together. So, ich arbeite in... Einer Schule? Ja, dative. Ich arbeite in einer Schule. Okay, I was kind of guessing on the dative there. In einer Schule, but I suppose we use in dem Moment for im Moment, so that would be the dative there. Ich arbeite in einer Schule. Ich arbeite in einer Schule. And so I would say, ich arbeite in einer Bank? Yes, or... Ich arbeite in einem Museum. Because it's das Museum and then in the date of that becomes in dem Museum. Yeah, in the Museum or in a Museum. In einem Museum, okay. And because the the masculine nouns also take dem, could I say ich arbeite in einem Supermarkt? Exactly, very good. Excellent. Okay, so some of the places that you could work could be in einer Bank. In einer Bank. Ich arbeite in einer Bank. In einer Schule. In einer Schule. So what about a, a masculine one? Ich arbeite in einem Supermarkt. Exactly. Ich arbeite in einem Supermarkt. Or ich arbeite in einem Kindergarten. So in a kindergarten, presumably. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So ich arbeite in einem Kindergarten. And what about a couple of das ones we already had? Ich arbeite in einem Museum. Ich arbeite in einem Büro, in a office. Büro. Yeah. 
Bureau. And am I right in thinking that Krankenhaus is also neuter? Yes, very good. Ich arbeite in einem Krankenhaus. Perfect. So we've been talking about accusatives and datives today, among other things. And it's time now to hand you over to Kirsten and Daniel, our grammar gurus for this episode, who are going to be talking a little more about cases. Hello everyone, I'm back again with another Grammar Guru segment, and for one more lesson, Daniel is here with me. Servus Leute, wie geht's? So, a couple of lessons ago, we were talking about prepositions which took the accusative case, and prepositions which took the dative case. And you may remember that I suggested there was something of a mystery surrounding one particular preposition. Yeah, that's stimmt. That particular preposition was über. We've previously learned that über takes the accusative case in phrases such as Gehen Sie über den Platz. However, the reason we didn't include über in our list of accusative prepositions is that it doesn't always take the accusative. There are some prepositions which can take either the accusative or the dative case. The question is, how are you supposed to tell when to use one or the other? Let's take a look at these prepositions and see. We've got an, which means at or on, auf, meaning on, hinter, which means behind, in, that's in, neben, you've heard that one before, next to or beside, über, over, above or across, unter, under or among, vor, in front of or before, zwischen, which means between. You'll notice that all of these prepositions can be used to describe where one object is in relation to another, but they can also be used to talk about how an object moves. So, by determining whether an object is in a fixed position, in a fixed place, or whether it is moving towards somewhere or something, we can also determine which case to use. Kirsten, das ist ganz schwierig. I think you need to give some examples to help the listeners understand. Okay, it's the dative case that we use to describe where something is. Let's take in, for example. To tell someone that you are in the church, you would say Ich bin in der Kirche. Die Kirche changes to der in the dative. But let's say you're walking towards the church and you go into the church. You would say Ich gehe in die Kirche. This has to be in the accusative case because the verb gehen implies movement towards something. If you were to say Ich gehe in der Kirche that would actually mean that you were already in the church and you were moving around inside it rather than going into it from another place. I'm so glad I didn't have to learn German as a foreign language. Yeah, well, it's all right for some. So, all of these prepositions can describe where something is, in which case you use the dative, or describe where something is moving to, in which case you use the accusative. Let's take some other examples. We'll look at unter. So, for this example, we're talking about die Brücke, the bridge, which is a feminine noun. And the example is, the boy is running under the bridge. Der Junge läuft unter die Brücke. So that's die Brücke in the accusative case because the boy is running towards it and underneath it. 
Now let's consider a different example. The boy is sitting under the bridge. Der Junge sitzt unter der Brücke. So now, because we're describing where the boy is, we need to use the dative and that's why we have unter der Brücke. Let's take another example, this time using the preposition an and a different noun. Let's have traffic lights, die Ampel. How would you say, the girl is driving towards the traffic lights? Das Mädchen fährt an die Ampel. Now, because that's the accusative case, we stay with die Ampel. So, that's die Ampel in the nominative case and in the accusative case. However, let's take another situation where the girl is sitting or waiting at the traffic lights. Das Mädchen steht an der Ampel. So, because we're describing where the girl is, we use the dative, which changes die Ampel to der Ampel. And the very fact that she's at the lights implies that there isn't any movement towards them. I've always thought of it this way. If there's an action involved, and that action implies movement towards something, like going into the church, running under the bridge, or driving towards the traffic lights, then the chances are you'll need the accusative. So, AA, action, accusative. However, if it's more of a description, like the boy sitting under the bridge, or you being in the church, or indeed the girl sitting at the traffic lights, then you need the dative. DD description dative. Of course, like any rule, this doesn't always work. For example, as we said earlier, if you're walking around inside the church, you are still doing something, but there's just no direction. Of course, if you're walking towards the altar, then the altar will be in the accusative case. Anyway, I think I'm confusing you more than helping you now. That's all we have time for today. And indeed, it's all Daniel has time for with us as he's returning to his studies. Yeah, I enjoyed myself here at Coffee Break German and I hope that I will be back in a future episode. Ich wünsche euch weiterhin noch viel Spaß mit eurem Deutsch. And with that, we'll hand you back to Mark and Thomas in the studio. Thank you to Kirsten and to Daniel. Now, it's time just before we finish this lesson to hand you over to Julia, our cultural correspondent. And today we're moving on from our top five things to see and do in German cities, moving on to Austria. Over to you, Julia. Hallo alle zusammen. Ich bin's wieder, Julia, eure Kulturreporterin. It's time for another top five things to see and do. And this week we are leaving Germany and heading to Austria's capital, Vienna. Or Wien, as we say. I've already mentioned Wien in a previous episode. But this time we'll focus on a number of Viennese sites in more detail so that you'll be prepared when visiting this beautiful town. Let's start right in the city center with a visit to the Stephansplatz and Vienna's most famous landmark, the Stephansdom. St. Stephen's Cathedral, which is also known as the soul of Vienna. This impressive cathedral incorporates Romanesque, Gothic and Baroque elements and it can be seen as a national Austrian symbol. The roof of the cathedral is particularly well known with its unmistakable diagonal striped pattern. Not far away east of Vienna's city centre, between the Donau the River Danube, and the Donau Kanal, 
you will find the Wiener Prater, a huge public park that also features an amusement park. The amusement park, also known as Wurstelprater, takes us back to the 19th century when it was designed as probably the first theme park in the world. At that time called Venedig in Wien, Venice in Vienna, with several little piazzas and canals. Nowadays, attractions have become more modern, with the rides and bumper cars, carousels and ghost trains you'd expect. But we are still reminded of the magnificent past when taking a ride in the world-famous Riesenrad, the Ferris wheel, which dates back to 1896 and has become one of Vienna's landmarks, visible from around the city. Let's walk back to the center of town. Another thing Vienna is very famous for and that is definitely worth visiting is the Hofburg, a palace that has been the home to some of the most powerful people in European history, including the Habsburg dynasty. Nowadays, this is where the Austrian president resides. But the Hofburg is a kind of tourist magnet also due to another fact. It's the home to the Spanische Hofreitschule, the Spanish Riding School. This is a traditional riding school and center for classical dressage for the horses that also tour and perform worldwide. Visitors can view public performances as well as some training sessions. While the Hofburg was the Habsburg's preferred winter residence, they moved into another impressive palace in summer. This brings us to Schloss Schönbrunn or Schönbrunn Palace, southwest of Vienna's city center, with its baroque gardens and walkways. The entire grounds are remarkable, with beautiful fountains, fake Roman ruins, a zoo and tropical greenhouse, as well as a carriage museum and palace theater. Finally, if you get tired after such a long day of sightseeing, have a coffee break at one of the many famous coffee houses in Wien, perhaps Café Sacha, home of the most delicious Sacha Torte or Sacha Cake. Vienna is a truly beautiful city and I'm sure you'll love it if you get the chance to visit it and practice your coffee break German there. Back to Thomas and Mark in the studio. Bis bald! Now, this episode has been a little longer than usual, but hopefully you've got a lot out of it. We've covered dates, we've covered birthdays, and we've also started to talk about jobs. Next time, we'll be talking about whether we like our jobs or not. So until then, das reicht für heute. Glaube ich auch. Bis zum nächsten Mal. Tschüss. This is a production of the Radiolingua Network. Find out more at radiolingua.com.